When Houston winters are grim, they are that much grimmer in Channel View. Heading east out Interstate 10, the big city's stately pines, designer skyscrapers, and tasteful suburbs give way to pockmarked asphalt, ramshackle churches, and rusting ship channel businesses. When the cold, steady winter rain starts to fall, as it did unrelentingly last January, Channel View seems drenched in a dingy futility. The only color seems to be the perilous orange of the refinery gas flares. At the Dell Dale Highway exit, the white elephant rearing about the flea market looks hopelessly grimy. And off the road, the rain soaks the yards of the tract and trailer homes to a dirty brown. In such weather, people lose their resolve. In the Baptist temples, they turn to hymns of salvation, but do not keep time with the melody. In the pawn shops, they hawk their baby furniture, stub out their cigarettes, and think about looking for work out of town. Winter in Channel View can bring menace and breed hopelessness, two qualities with which Wanda Holloway, who had spent most of her life here, was more than well acquainted. This January, however, was going to be different. Slight and pretty, with dark, shoulder-length hair brushed off her face, Holloway, 37, had the tighter jawline of so many women who start with little but the determination to better themselves. She had certainly done that. Holloway had worked as a secretary, she was a gifted pianist at her church, and she had married well. Holloway, in fact, had made herself into a well-regarded member of the Channel View community. She was, in local parlance, a lovely person, in a place where that was not so common. She was, in the words of her daughter's junior high school principal, very refined, spoke good English, and was beautifully attired. But unbeknownst to almost everyone, Wanda Holloway was also a brooder, and law enforcement sources speculate she had spent years brooding on a problem for which she finally found a dark solution. The story has since made headlines in everything from the Channel View Sentinel to the British tabloids. Holloway believed that by hiring someone to kill 38-year-old Verna Heath and her 13-year-old daughter Amber, she would assure her own daughter, Shanna, of a place on the cheerleading squad at Channel View High School. For help, she turned to one Terry Harper, her first husband's brother, who would later recall that when ordering the hit, Wanda was calm. She wanted it done. She said she could handle it. As has also been reported, Terry Harper fortunately could not. He took her scheme to the police. The two officers who arrested Holloway on January 30 would remember that when they told her that she was charged with solicitation of capital murder, she showed no reaction at all. She was, most likely, the last person to respond in such fashion. That was, after all, before the story of the pom-pom mom would cause an international sensation, before the value of cheerleading would be as hotly debated as the Gulf War, before every major player in this drama would receive a call from Geraldo, before the people of Houston and beyond would open their morning papers to find that, thanks to the strange, seemingly inexplicable dreams of one formerly anonymous, innocuous woman, their winter doldrums were over, 
and a true story of Channelview had begun. This is a made-for-TV movie, not a feature film, one lawyer remarked dismissively a few weeks before Holloway's February indictment. He may or may not be right, depending on which production company eventually wins the rights to whose story, but his remark still speaks to some essential Channelview truth. Here, a smaller, diminished view of life has a way of eclipsing larger ones. If, far away, Holloway's story is viewed as an aberration, closer to home it makes more sense. To those who know Channelview, Wanda Holloway's story is a story of place. And to understand the place is to understand almost everything.